Hello and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to episode 102 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, I have the great honor of chatting with iconic Walt Disney Imagineer, Kevin Rafferty. Kevin just retired from the Walt Disney Company on April 1st of this year, 2021, but he had an incredible 40 plus year career at Disney, working on and leading and conceiving of some incredible attractions you know and love, things like Test Track and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, Cars Land at Disney California Adventure Park, and most recently, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I believe is a new classic attraction that will be enjoyed for generations to come. In this episode, I get the chance to chat with Kevin about his 40-year career at Disney as he looks back at some of the most memorable moments from working at Imagineering. We talk a little bit about his book, uh, Magic Journey, which of course I encourage you all to check out and purchase if you get the chance. And we talk about his retirement and what he's looking forward to in the years to come. At the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer podcast. Kevin Rafferty is an iconic Walt Disney Imagineer who began his career at Disney over 40 years ago. From Typhoon Lagoon to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Kevin has conceived, designed, and led the creation of some classic Disney attractions, including Toy Story Mania, Muppet Vision 3D, The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, Test Track, and Cars Land. Kevin is also the author of Magic Journey, My Fantastical Walt Disney Imagineering Career, which provides an in-depth look at his career at Disney. All Disney fans should put this book high on their reading list because it includes some incredible stories about Kevin's work at Walt Disney Imagineering. Retiring on April 1st, 2021, Kevin might no longer be working directly for the mouse, but there is no doubt that his legacy will be cherished for generations to come. With that, it is my great honor and pleasure to welcome Kevin Rafferty to the Imagineer podcast. Kevin, welcome to the show. Oh, my pleasure. I always love to, to talk about uh, this stuff, so it's, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I know our time is limited today, and so I want to I want to jump right in. It's hard to encapsulate over 40 years at <laughs> at, the, at Walt at the Walt Disney Company and and Imagineering, and you've done so much. So I just want to start by asking, what are you going to miss the most? about working at, uh, at Imagineering? Wow, I could actually talk to you about this all day. I'm gonna miss a lot of things. I think the top two would be being uh, present on opening day when um, I work on an attraction with a great Imagineering team and we all are there and watching guests' reactions um, as they experience the attraction for the first time. I'll, I'll miss that a lot. 
but I think mostly I'll miss my, my fellow Imagineers, um, the greatest people in the world, the smartest people I know, um, the bravest people I know. And, uh, you know, when, when you work on projects, as I call it, from the spark to the park together, you know, you really become like family. So the day to day interaction with that imaginary family is going to be terribly missed, I think. Um, but it's not that I won't be able to stay in communications with them, but I will miss the famous imaginary hallway, you know, greetings and interactions and getting stuff done. And and uh, so I think those are the two things I'm going to miss the most. I can only imagine. Certainly the people there have a big impact and it's a company that's fo that's focused on teamwork and great people working together. So I can easily see that. And speaking of going back, going back to walking through that hallway, do you remember your first time walking through the, the halls at Imagineering? I do. I remember that just like it was yesterday. What was your, uh, uh, what was that? Yeah. What was that experience like for you? That was it, was, it was awesome because I had never really stepped foot inside of Wet Enterprises, what it was called at the time. Right. Uh, and it was, you know, a, a beehive of activity. Everybody's running around working on design and development for Epcot. But walking down the hallways and my, my, my most vivid memory was seeing the posters, you know, that you used to see walking under um, the, the tunnel going into Main Street at Disneyland. And there was all the attraction posters. And seeing those same attraction posters on the wall, it hit me like a ton of bricks that, yes, this is the place that designed and developed these attractions that I grew up with as a kid in this place that I love so much. And, uh, and it all kind of came full circle for me that, wow, this is like, you know, the chocolate factory. This is the place that really happens. I hope I can uh, rise to the occasion and be a contributor <laughs> here, you know? Well, I mean, you certainly did over over the span of, you know, for 40 years at Disney, you helped to bring Cars Land to life and things like the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and Mickey's Philhar Magic and not to mention Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is a totally different story. Is there a, a particular attraction that strikes you as either your your favorite to work on or perhaps the the most memorable? Wow. They all are very near and dear to me for all for many, many reasons. Uh, of course, Carsland is the most epic, and um, it's still the one that is just like a dream, literally a dream come true. Um, but I think really the last one that I worked on, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, to me was kind of a culmination of a lot of things that I've kind of learned over the years, uh, theatrically and from a showmanship perspective. And, you know, it's it, it's I'm generally a happy guy, a happy go lucky guy. So that's a happy attraction. It's filled with lots of color and music and, you know, comedy and fun. And um, it's an original attraction story with an original attraction theme song that sticks in your head all day and kind of following in that Disney tradition. So I don't know if I have a favorite attraction because I love them all for many reasons, but I, I do really love. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And, you know, the icing on the cake of that is it's Mickey and Minnie's first ever ride through attraction. Uh, and I got to creatively lead the design and development of that. So it'll always hold a very, very special place in my heart. I think it leaves a great legacy behind to be an attraction. Like you said, that's the first ride through attraction for Mickey and Minnie. And it's got that catchy tune. And I can see families just enjoying it for generations to come. So I... I could see that being your answer and certainly an exciting project to work on. 
you know, you, you talked about in, and you, you said you were a happy guy and that kind of prompts me to a question I wanted to ask because in an article that you were an interview, you did, I should say with, with Zach Ridley, the article appeared on, on D23, you talked about the importance of optimism and it's certainly a message that I like to promote on the show as well, but it's not always easy to be optimistic mm-hmm. and especially if challenges and obstacles arise in your project. So how do you maintain that optimism when there's really challenging work and obstacles to overcome with the project? That, that's a great question. You know, Imagineers by nature are, are, love to solve problems and they love to solve puzzles and they love to do things that nobody's really done before. And it's frightening every time. I mean, if, if, if you're not scared going into a new project that nobody's ever done before, then there's something wrong. But you know, if it was easy to do, anybody could do it. But I think um, I, it's just my nature to be optimistic, but also to have my great team of Imagineers to fall back on. I mean, it's one thing to come up with an idea for, for a writer or an, attra- or an attraction or a show, um, but it's another thing to actually do it and build it and put it in brick and mortar and have it be there to entertain guests every minute of every hour of every day, you know? Um, and so having kind of that, that foundation that you can fall back on. And I, I pitched many new attraction ideas over the years before I had any idea how we were going to actually pull them <laughs> off or what the technology would be. And of course, the technology is secondary because it's really the story and the vision of the attraction that's first. And then you figure out everything after that. But I guess I always kind of jump ahead like a, a novelist or a screenwriter would jump ahead and write the end of the story first. And then everything would be developed before that to get to that ending. And I think when you have a really strong concept, uh, a really strong vision and story for an attraction, as daunting, as scary as it might be um, to get there, somehow you know that you can remain optimistic because no matter how challenging it's going to be on the road to opening day, um, somebody will figure it out. That's just been tradition for all these years. And that's really part of the fun of doing it. Is and, and I haven't had the time on the opening day of an attraction where I haven't stood at the unload area and said, "How did we pull this off?" <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's also the experience of many years of of delivering attraction experiences and shows that, and every one of them has been hard for various reasons. But knowing that you know we ultimately get there, and there's an optimism that comes with that. That makes a lot of sense. And especially as you go through that experience of be, being an Imagineer, I can see you, you get familiar with the obstacles along the way and it it, uh, it becomes a lot easier to, to manage as you, as you move through. And maintaining that optimism is, is always, always very helpful. Um, a challenging question I do like to ask uh, Imagineers is if Walt were alive today, hmm. um, which attraction would you want to take him to? And it could be something that you personally worked on or another attraction that you think he might uh, appreciate seeing having come to life. Well, I think because it would be Walt, uh, you know, of course, a zillion attractions and <laughs> park experiences go through your mind. You know, I mean, when I started my career with a the company, there were two parks in the world. And think about everything that's been done or the result of that at the parks and the cruise ships and everything. I mean, there's Walt would just have a field day seeing everything, but, but to directly answer your question, it goes back to our discussion on Mickey Minnie's runaway railway. I, I think I would love to take him to that attraction because Walt obviously loved Mickey. Walt loved trains. Um, there's a lot of heritage that went into that attraction and 
all these many decades later since Mickey was, you know, created on a train and it all kind of came together in this attraction with the music and the storytelling and, um, and, and the new theatrical technology and the showmanship that's in there. I, I would love to take Walt uh, on that attraction, put him in a train car and watch his reaction when Goofy opens the back door to those locomotive and says, welcome aboard. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I had a feeling that was where you were going to go because it is certainly an attraction he would love to see. And you probably think, why did it take so long to, to build an attraction that, that or a ride? Because there's, of course, Mickey's Magic and others, but a, a ride through of a of Mickey Mouse attraction. So it's a great answer. Uh, you you obviously have done, like I said, as we've mentioned, a lot of Imagineering, and I feel like you have a lot to be proud of. Is there anything that you feel that you're, you're most proud of from, from your years at Disney? Oh boy, I can't. I can't think of anything in particular as far as being the most proud of. I mean, it's just every everything I've ever worked on in my career has really been like a dream. I think. I think the thing to answer your question, Matt, the thing that I'm that I'm most proud of is that I had this amazing career that I never expected to have. Um, you know, I, I always like to say thanks to Imagineering, I've been able to, to go places and do things that I never could have imagined I would ever do. So I guess I'm most proud of the fact that I've been able to contribute, to be a contributor to, to Walt Disney's legacy, you know, where he said Disneyland will never be completed as long as there's imagination left in the world. And that really means Imagineering and Imagineers keeping his dream of uh, dimensional experiential um, theatrical experiences to life. And so I think I'm most proud of that as I'm most proud of being part of a team that kept Walt's legacy alive well into the future with this just amazing growth that has happened in the past four decades. Yeah, that's a great answer. And the, I think, it, I feel like aside from the name, uh, you know, Imagineering has changed a lot in in that span of, and you've probably seen this this growth and development. What has changed? I think technology is probably an easy answer, but perhaps other than mm -hmm. technology, what do you see as having changed the most in your in your time at Imagineering? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, one of the things that has not changed that I think is important to mention relative to the question on, on what yeah, has changed is is storytelling. I mean, stories are as old as time, right? Today, it, the technologies, the you know, the the automated cars, and you know, pizzas being delivered by drone, and I mean, the technology is going to be uh, just just crazy amazing uh, in the future, and it already is today. But the thing that is timeless, that has been in, in the DNA of, of all human beings for centuries and centuries is storytelling. It's, it's experiences that, that make you feel good, that have music in them, that let you know how you should feel emotionally, that take you to another place in another time. And so with all the new technologies and all the growth and everything that Imagineering's done um, for all these years, that has remained the same. And, and so... Um, the thing that has changed is how we tell those stories. Um, uh, and that, that, of course, you mentioned the technology, but that really does get us back to the technology. Back to Mickey Minnie's One-on-One Railway, for example, we were able to bring entire scenes to life in a, in a cartoon way because of the new um, scenic theatrical technologies that we have. So I think the storytelling in and of itself remains the same. The way we tell those stories uh, has changed. 
Um, but 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 the the Imagineers are all the same. I mean, I, I'm a second generation Imagineer, and everybody that I've worked with for the past 42 years has been passionate and excited, and um, and uh, uh, brave, and and has wanted to deliver new entertainment experiences for our guests. And so, um, you know, it's it's really funny. I think more has not changed than has changed, and yeah. change is a good thing. Um, but, um, but I think there are kind of fundamental principles that you hang on to because, because they work and they've worked for centuries. I, I think that's a great answer. And it's, it's certainly true that there's so much that hasn't, hasn't changed in Imagineering. And, um, you know, it, there's, there's a couple of core principles that normally I would ask, and, and I, I do ask this question often, I'm sure you get it a lot, which is what advice would you have for, for people who want to become Imagineers? But I almost want to ask this a different way, because I feel like that information is, is definitely out there, which is how can, or what lessons can people, or let me ask a different way, um, what principles in Imagineering would make the world a better place if they were implemented everywhere? Wow, what a, what a fantastic question. I mean, that's that's kind of our goal, right? Um, we, I've always considered myself just so very fortunate to be able to have a career that, you know, I mean, it's my job, quotes job, it's my job to help make people happy, you know, and, and, you know, we've, we've often said that, you know, creating, creating happy experiences makes the world a happy place. And, um, you know, and how, how, how great is that? How amazing is that? So, um, we, we try to reassure our guests on their attractions. We try to, you know, bring them experiences that, that you know, touch them emotionally um, and, um, you know, viscerally with thrill attractions and just bring them out of the crazy real world for a little bit and give them a little reassurance. And so I think that, uh, that just by virtue of the fact that Imagineers work really hard to create experiences that make guests happy in the park, um, if that were spread around the world, I mean, how great would that be? That'd be amazing. And I think that's what brings people back into our parks too, because they know they can be reassured. They know they can be happy with friends and family there. They can let everything else go. And uh, boy, if that could just, you know, expand out a little bit into all of humanity, wouldn't that just be be amazing? But we're, we're still here doing doing our part to do that. That's a great answer. I think it's certainly true. And that mission of creating happiness and and the ability to do it and how you all do it is exactly what's brought me back, you know, time and again, and, and so many other millions of guests over the years. And one of the legacies you also left behind, of course, is your book, which is, which is magic journey, um, which I'm going to encourage everybody to pick up, um, which, which begs the question of what, how are you going to be spending your retirement? Not writing another book. <laughs> <laughs> That's Thank checked for, off the list. <laughs> Thank you for, for mentioning the book. Uh, you know, it's I have, and and I'm this. I'm saying this in a in a in a very loving way. I have in the past over 42 years, I've been going a million miles an hour, and that's just my nature. I I've I've always been very hyper. I've enjoyed working on many projects all at the same time, um, and I've done a lot of of stuff. You know, pretty much without stopping over the years. So I guess the first thing I want to do when I retire is just to see what it feels like just to not do anything for a day or two, you know, to, to just clear, clear the slate up here and, and just see, I mean, I'm essentially, 
in in my you know in most being I'm a creative person so I I will get to do other things like you know before I started my career at Imagineering I thought I was going to get into the visual arts because I was an art major uh, and that never happened because I got more into the storytelling uh, area of of Imagineering so maybe I'll come for full circle and try to uh, get back to exploring a little bit more oil painting charcoal drawings um, some more of the visual arts uh, kind of on my own time. Um, without deadlines and and without worry and um, and just see what that feels like. Uh, it's going to be. My wife uh, is always telling me, you know, you're not going to know what to do with yourself <laughs> because she knows how busy I've always been. But uh, I'm going to give it a try and then see how long that lasts. I think that's a great answer, and certainly you deserve the opportunity to relax and to express yourself creatively, however you feel is 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 best. And I am, of course, looking forward to seeing anything you do or or decide to do on the sidelines in, uh, in the future. But. Uh, Kevin, I, I want to thank you so much for uh, for spending some time with me today. Of course, I know our, our time was brief, but it was great to chat with you. And of course, as I mentioned, I'm going to be encouraging everybody listening to, to pick up Magic Journey, which is an amazing book I'm literally holding in my hand now. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you. It was my pleasure. with that, we close out episode 102 of the Imagineer podcast. I want to give a very sincere thank you to Kevin for taking the time to chat with me about his career at Walt Disney Imagineering. As a lifelong Disney fan, it was such a thrill and an honor to get the chance to chat with Kevin Rafferty. Of course, I want to turn this conversation over to you and hear which of Kevin's many contributions to the Walt Disney Company is your favorite. You can send me your answers and feedback in so many different ways, and I would encourage you to follow us on these social media channels as well. You can reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or LinkedIn at Imagineer Podcast, on Twitter at Imagineer News, and you can also join our Facebook group, which is called the Imagination, also called the Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community, to chat about this subject and all other topics related to all things Disney with me and other members of this listener community. You can also send me an email at matt at imagineerpodcast.com. If you don't already subscribe to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast app, whether you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other podcast app, which will ensure that you are the first to know when new podcasts become available. I want to thank the also almost 500 of you who have so far left a rating and a review in the Apple Podcast Store. We have maintained a five-star rating, which is so incredibly humbling. And I encourage you, if you haven't yet left a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, it does a lot to help the show out. It takes about 10 seconds to leave a rating. And of course, depending on how long of a review you want to leave as well, I, it can take a couple of minutes, but I do read each and every review that I see and will often share them out to my uh, Instagram and Facebook stories. So thanks to all of you who continue to support the show uh, by leaving us a rating and a review. 
And thanks to those of you who continue to support the show by sharing out the podcast, which is perhaps the best way you can support the show. Just sharing it out, whether you share out this episode or any other episode of the show or your favorite social media post, whether you're sharing it on a social media channel, in a group uh, with your friends, however you talk about and share podcasts. It certainly helps this community of positive, loving Disney fans continue to grow. I would also encourage you, if you uh, want to take your love of Imagineer podcast to the next level, to look into our Patreon group, which is patreon.com slash Imagineer podcast. Patreon is a way that you can help to support the show financially, help us to cover and pay for some of our show related expenses, including, uh, you know, uploading new content and managing our website, plus getting new equipment for the show, which all definitely helps to support the show tremendously. No matter your level of commitment, you get perks and rewards in returning, including exclusive content. You get access to a private Facebook group as well as close friends list on Instagram, my close friends list on Instagram. Uh, You can get uh, early access to podcast episodes, access to my podcast production notes, bonus podcast episodes, and there's so much more. You can see all the perks that are currently available, which are subject to change by going to patreon.com slash Imagineer podcast. And thanks as always to all of our Imagineer podcast Patreon members. I would also encourage you to look into our partners. First, be sure to check out The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com and The Kingdom Insider on all favorite social media channels because they can help to show you what's currently happening at Disney and what's to come in the future. They can help you to plan out your next trip to Disney by offering some tips and tricks to make the most of your next vacation. And they're aware of everything that's happening at Disney currently so you can get all the reliable news that you need for your next Disney vacation and even learn how to bring the magic of Disney into your own home. So again, check them out over at The Kingdom Insider. And when you're ready to book your next vacation to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Aulani, or any other Disney destination, be sure to look into our travel partner, Academy Travel and Mickey Vacations by Academy Travel because they are a diamond earmarked agency recognized by Disney for their level of service. They can help you to plan out your next Disney vacation at no additional cost to you and eliminate a lot of the guesswork that's involved in the planning process. Plus, they're available or they're aware of, I should say, all the available discounts that might apply so they can help to even save you money on a future Disney vacation. You can request a free quote from them, no obligation at all, by clicking on any of the links in the show notes below or the description of this episode. Uh, that'll take you to those free quote forms or head to imagineyourpodcast.com, click on the travel drop down, select your destination, and again, fill out that form and they will get back to you as soon as they can, no obligation. Last but not least, remember, as always, to go after your hopes and dreams, whatever they might be. I think Kevin is certainly an inspiring uh, Imagineer to look up to. I certainly look up to him and all his work at Disney. And it just goes to show that with some optimism, a lot of hard work, you can certainly make your dreams come true. And remember, as always, that inspiring quote from Horizons. If you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast.
in the countryside. Good times are here to stay. Get away. 